0: So young lady, what's your ultimate goal? Well, I plan to have a life that has great notoriety. The man paused and looked at me and he smiled and you could see he had a little sadness in his face as he told me, um, I don't think that word means what you think it means. Don't you mean notable? And I looked at him with a questioning look and I was like, um, yeah. At that moment, I knew. I did not get the job. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. And we're going to delve into what makes someone remarkable. And we're going to look at notoriety versus notability. So I'll see you on the flip. The icons, the notable ones. The notorious, the ones who make you remember them through time. What is the ingredient that makes these people stand out and leave an echo of their legacy throughout the years? Those are questions that I've had over the years as I have been drawn to biographies of people and wanted to know what made them immortal. Now, I'll go on and say this, that part of this is part of everything that people, I believe, strive for, and that is to leave their mark on society. And a lot of times I say everyone, but what I'm talking about are people who are consciously committed to leaving their existence in a way that is better than when they came into this existence, okay? So, I don't want to say categorically every person, because we know that not every person wants to do that. But I have found that it comes down to a few things that you can find in life. Now, On the A part, I talked about a situation where I sat down and I was interviewing with this man and I was trying to impress him. And I was young and I was pulling words out my tush. (laughs) And he asked that question that people ask trying to figure out, you know, how deep your your concept of self and consciousness goes when he asked me, you know, what was my ultimate ultimate goal? And I picked the word that I thought would be impressive, and that was notoriety. And I hear it all the time. And because of that one uh, circumstance with him years ago, um I have to this day never forgotten what notoriety means versus notability. But it wasn't just that. It would lead me to embark on a quest to figure out, What made someone remarkable? Now, um, I'll just go and say, I'm not a big rap person. If my life depended on it, I couldn't tell you a famous rap verse besides the Sugar Hill Gang. You know, that's about the extent of what I know about, you know, serious rap. And I know, I know some of you out there are trying to snatch my you know what card. But my truth is my truth. I'm a R&B, you know, on that side, you know, kind of person. But this is not about music. Um, I'm just bringing that up because I have looked at uh, some of the monikers that people have taken on. And one comes to mind, and that is the Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls. And I see a lot of people embracing no, uh, the Notorious. Now, they understand, most of the times, a lot of people understand what Notorious means. But then they'll go on and they'll use the word notoriety. Now, this is not about the grammar police because heaven knows I am not qualified uh, to talk about proper grammar. Have you listened to this podcast? So anyway, but the thing is, is that a lot of people seem to not realize that notorious is just a form of notoriety but there's nothing bad with that if that's what you want to be known for. And it is one of the main ingredients that I have found that keeps people remarkable. So now let's go back and look at this word remarkable. Um, Over the years of uh, writing, I have become well acquainted with what makes someone remarkable. And that is because I have to when I'm creating characters, because you want your characters to be remarkable. And so to construct a character that has some uh, skin in the game, that has some life and vitality to them, you have to make them memorable. And what I have noticed is as we write, And you have an opposing or an antagonist who happens to be a human being. Uh, A lot of times we call them villains. And I'm going to be talking about my gang of villains and, and what they do for me in my fiction and in my life and stuff. But that's, like I said, that's another podcast. I've started to learn that making someone remarkable revolves around notoriety and notability. You see, whenever we do something, it's—I uh, I think it's along those lines and those those quests for meaning. So let me get to just just the the foundational about this. And if you already know this stuff, just humor me because I, I promise I'm going to get to get to the the point here. Uh, so notoriety—it has to do with that unfavorable, uh, that bad trait, and it usually hones in on one specific or particular bad trait that you become widely known for. It's uh, disrepute. It uh, has infamy to it. And sometimes it can have some shame attached to it. Now, when you look at uh, notorious and uh, no- notoriety, they come from a um, anglicized sized um, imagining of the opposite of nobility. And so, uh, they have actually, they have a twin, and I'm going to talk about that twin, because remember, polarity, everything is polar and whatever. And so, when you have notorious and notoriety it also has kind of like an orientation to it and uh, a directional orientation to it. So if you want to remember if, you, if if you were like me and you had to learn this, notoriety this direction is down meaning you're going down the wrong path or you're going down in infamy And so we actually have an inbred orientation for this word and remember, Notoriety means bad, or it means that you are known for something. So, for instance, um, if someone has the um, notoriety of being, and you can say it, a sensationalist, you know, a lot of times um, people will take the adjective of this now and they'll say... um, that paper is notorious for his sensationalism or he is notorious for his lying ways or she is notorious and she is going down a bad path of being a homebreaker. You know, I'm just using these for um, exaggerated example. But the thing is, is still in that with it being bad, unfavorable, known for particularly bad traits and infamy, shame, disrepute, It still has, now this is the part that I'm honing in on. It is still known wide and far. So you can have bad traits and you can, you know, do bad things and you can be unfavorable, but you don't get to be notorious or have notoriety until you are well known. So there's that part, okay? So on the other side of the same thing, You have notability, and that is good, noble, noticeable, outstanding, uncommon, unusual, eminent, praise. And of notability, you have notable, noteworthy, noticeable. And those words come out of a French understanding of nobility, noblesse, and all of that. And so its ontological or direction is up or out forward like the praises your praises will go up in notability uh, excuse me in nobility uh to be raised up because of your noticeable good and your outstanding uncommon things okay so let's talk about how this this gets into being remarkable and leaving a legacy and i'm telling you guys this stuff because um In what I am seeing in how we are going to be able to take care of ourselves, and I actually was watching something by Gary Vaynerchuk. If you don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, look up Gary V, Gary, G A R Y V V E E, And he talks about this. Now, he doesn't put it in these terms, but he talks about this um, when he gives his talks that he puts up online for free. And he talks about how people need to understand how to communicate. And they need to understand how to communicate in the various formats that we engage in socially. And that's just nice speak for you want to be able to have notability. You want to be noteworthy. You want to be noticeable. And just like notoriety, notability means that it just doesn't mean that you're good at something. It means that you are well and widely known for it. And so to become remarkable, you can do it these two ways. You can become known for a particularly bad trait, infamy, you know, becoming infamous, or you can be notable meaning that you have something that you are known for as being outstanding, uncommon, unusual, and that you are noble, noticeable, noteworthy. And those are the ways that you become remarkable. Now, why are these the paths to remarkability? It's because they make you memorable. Point blank. Some time ago, I talked about a book by Dr. Um, Jonah Berger called Contagious, and he talked about six ways things go viral or things uh, get shared or, you know, things take off. And in those um, things, he talked about how we communicate with each other. And he talked about things like social currency. So, when we share something that has social currency, and think about currency, currency is something that you can spend or something that you can accumulate of value. So, when we have social currency, that means that we are sharing things that make us and those who we share it with look good. So, think about um the popular listicles that are going on right now, and I don't want to date this too much, but, Think about how you gravitate to people or to articles or to content that strips down all the fluff and tells you, here are the top 11 things that you are doing wrong with your eggs. (laughs) You know, it makes you look cool when these things are unusual, uncommon. You see how we're going back to what is notable and noteworthy and noticeable? because these lists tell you stuff that you you might not have known. Now I have there I mean well not I have, but there are so many lists out there that you can see that people start rolling their eyes they call it clickbait. And the reason why they call it clickbait is because it's stuff that they already know. It's just a collection of stuff that you're like, "Okay, yeah, I already know this." We are always on the lookout for what is noticeable. What is remarkable? What is memorable? And so, and like I said, in this book, Contagious by Dr. Jonah Berger, he, he talks about that. And that's just one of the things of why things will catch on, of how we communicate, of how we become remarkable. All right. So let me tell let me give you a great example of social, social cur, uh, currency. Uh, um, so the so I say currency, is currency. Yes, indeed. I am stumbling over my words, but that's okay. All right, there is um on Twitter now. I, I'll be the first to tell you guys, Twitter, Twitter. Just I have a, a, a respect for Twitter. I think Twitter is notorious for taking down people's uh, livelihoods, legacies, reputations, jobs. To me, on Twitter people go on there to find something to be in a fit about and it j- just keep living you put something up eventually your number is going to come up now i am not trying to disparage twitter don't at me about that i am simply saying that i have a respect for twitter and that it has that kind of tone people are not in the mood for your shenanigans and your foolishness so you better change choose your words wisely and hope they don't get lost in translation but Recently, there was a, 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 a viral post that went um, around by a young lady and it was very ingenious. And that is part of this social currency that when we share something that makes us look good, look cool, you become notable and you become widely known. And it was a, um, a, a post that took you through an adventure of how to be Beyonce's assistant for the day But don't get fired. And so it took off like wildfire and people got chuckles, people laughed. And when you went through it, now, this is the part that was ingenious. When you went through it, she used a platform to develop an adventure where it had not been done uh, as much. Now, I'm not going to say she was the first to do it. She was not. But it went that way because I noticed when I went through it, being nosy as I can be, with my questioning self. I noticed that in a lot of the comments, people were asking, how did you do this? How did you do this? How did you do this? And so they were enjoying the experience as well as trying to figure out how to do it so they could do it, so they could look um, and be counted as notable, notable and become remarkable because it was a remarkable feat. It was very funny. Uh, she either has studied or in, um, invariably knows decision trees. She knows uh, there are a lot of components that it took to pull this off. And um, it was just great. It was a great experience. And she went from one day, just not just, but one day being a person In the NPC crowd, (laughs) the next day being a person of notability and being um, touted around the world, world news outlets picked up this feed of how to take this adventure on how to be Beyonce's assistant for the day. Okay. So that is a great example of social currency, but it's also an example of how to be. Notable. A lot of people are chasing fame and um, they don't understand that with fame, it's a rarity that you can be famous just because of who you are. You must first consider doing these things that you'll find in this book called Contagious Why Things Catch On by Dr. Jonah Berger. Okay, so social currency is one of them. We share things that make us look good and in turn make other people look good. The next one is. Triggers. We are reminded of immediacy. The top, top of the mind equals the tip of the tongue. And so, triggers is not just about repetitions. And that's the difference. When you have something triggering or triggers, you want it to be provocative. You want it to be, um, where it's polarizing, and we talked about polarity. Now, I'm going to just tell you, when you think of a trigger in the sense of a social norm, those people who can find a a space between commonality and crazy, they are the ones that will become remarkable. So between common or everyday acceptable and crazy is this lane called provocative, prolific, and polarizing. Those people who can get people to pick a side and be willing to be on one side, knowing that half the people are not going to be on your side, they tend to make um, people triggered. And when I say triggered, they make people immediately, instantaneously even, be in their camp or against them with with high emotion and high temperament. And so when you have something that's triggering, it is at the top of the mind. Here is an example. We had one a couple of years ago uh, with this, this computerized voice that said a word and some people thought it said Laurel and other people thought it said something else. Can't remember what it was right now, but That was an example of something that triggers. So you had one camp saying, oh, it definitely says this. And you had another camp that said, oh, it definitely says that. Even further back, we had the infamous blue-beige dress or blue-white dress. There was a bridesmaid's dress. Someone put a picture of it on the internet. And there was an argument of what color was it? Was it blue or was it white? And that was triggering. So it became the top of mind, tip of tongue for people to chatter about it, to share it because they wanted to engage people as well. They wanted to provoke someone. Remember it's prolific, provo- provoking, provocative and polarizing. And so that's what triggers are, okay? Isn't this stuff good? Dr. Berger, you did your thing on this book. I'm just gonna say it, okay? And so the next one, now remember he gives a six. The next one is emotion. And what we care about, we share about. What we care about, we share about. Um, in this particular time when I'm talking, we have uh we're on the um the verge of uh going into well we're actually there, um, into our political season for our top office in this particular country. And I'm in the USA. And you're seeing a lot of people sharing. All of these different things that I'm talking about, okay? Uh, They're sharing for social currency. So, like right now, people are sharing games. Um, that have to do with uh, trying to understand the broad fields of candidates. They are sharing things that are triggering, that are very provocative, things that make people go, you know, taking that sharp gasp of breath to trigger them to figure out how they feel about something. And all of this feeds into emotion. So what we care about, we share about we share it about our our different platforms and we want people to know now of course you can have the traditional ones like if you are really into um taking care of the little um the little puppies and you know and of course you know the the children and all of these types of things go for it but that's another one. So then the next one is public. And this one, this one is um, where we share about new platforms. Uh, like there is this, this new platform, say, for instance, that you want to share. And it's an app or it's something where not a lot of people are on it yet. And you want to be one of the first people to go in there and, and build your own little click and stuff. That's what it's talking about. So when he talks about public, he says it's built to show and built to grow. The good thing about platforms as well, and another reason why people like them, is because it has a crossover appeal for social currency. And that is, it makes you look good. It makes you look hip for being trendy, in the know, cutting edge, and all of those types of things. And so there is a great value in that. But for the most part, public is about platforms. It's about where people can congregate and those types of things. Think about when you first found out about Facebook or or Snapchat or any of those, okay? So public. The next one. Now, this one is where the people who love to share social currency a lot of times are on the other side of this next group. And this is people who like to share things of practical value. So when you look at the the striations or the camps online, a lot of times you can put them in in either in utility, meaning usefulness, learning, technical, facts, that kind of stuff. Or you can put them in entertainment, uh, meaning pleasure. And, and the other one does not mean pain. <laughs> um, I'll say the other one is practicality, where this one is uh, pleasure. So social currency, a lot of times, has to do with things that are made for entertainment and pleasurable experiences, where practical value is just that. It's practical. It is about um, analytical learning, insightfulness, factual, those types of things. And he calls this one, Dr. Berger calls this one, news you can use. Now, remember I talked about emotions and public and triggers and all of that kind of stuff. And I talked about our political climate right now. So you'll have a lot of times where you have think tanks and, um, well, I don't even want to include the media in it, but I just want to say, you know, you'll have different people that are sharing things with you. Fact checkers, You know, people that share fact checkers of when someone debates or talks or things like that. And so the news you can use is about that. It's not sensationalized or it shouldn't be, but a lot of times I'm finding that it is. Uh, But it is for the practical application of um, being uh, a, a utility, useful, okay? And so then the sixth one is stories. And this is information under the guise of a story, a parable, or even chatter, and so um, when you have stories that make people chuckle, I remember one a long time ago, and it was a story about the reviews on Amazon for Har- Haribo's fat uh, sugar-free, yeah, sugar-free gummies, and the story talked about how someone bought this five pound bag of these gummies before they read all the reviews. And it wasn't until after they had an explosive experience that they went back to post a review only to see that if they had taken the hundreds, if not tens of, not tens of hundreds, but multiple hundreds of reviews expressing their same experience, they would not have gotten the bag and, well, they would have gotten it, but they would not have done or made the mistake of eating a lot of them. And so that story held a cautionary tale. It also was very funny. It also got over the point that reviews can be helpful <laughs> and that sometimes you ignore them at your peril. But not only that, this story, and I like that he puts it at the sixth spot because this story encompasses everything before it. It has social currency, triggers emotions. It's uh built to be shared, uh built to show and grow, and it has practical value, and that's the making of a great story. So, all of this, you take excuse me, you take this and you couch it in being hopefully notable, but if you want to be notorious, that's fine too. Do your thing, boo. Do you. Um, This is how you become remarkable. Now, um, I have noticed, and I don't know about you, but I have noticed uh, the best biographies have a, a good mixture, not even, but a good mixture of both. Because nobody really likes a goody two shoes all the time. There are going to be times when you see defiance and you see somebody going against against the grain. Uh, One of the people that comes up to me when I think of his autobiography is Nikolai Tesla. So Nikolai has uh, both. He has notability for his great inventions, but he also has notoriety for um, his views on some things. Uh, We're not going to talk about the pigeon, but we will will talk about... um, His um, uh, fabled uh, ray, um, um, ray of death, (laughs) some people wanted to call it, that nobody seems to have any of his papers on. There's a lot of conspiracy about it and all this kind of stuff. Um, But he walked that fine line of being both notable and notorious. I can talk of many others um, because, of course, that's a great life. Uh, One of the people I've I've mentioned often, P.T. Barnum, you know, he, he, whoa, he, he, I think his vent was more notorious with some notable stuff in it. So he was kind of the reverse. And then, you know, we can go back um, through time uh, with many different people. But one of the things I will say about this before I I, um, close out how to uh, how people become remarkable is that it seems to me when people gain this stage, they go through either a transformation or a training, but they start to understand, they finally start to understand the difference. And because of this, they start to understand how to treat their world around them, whether you're notorious or notable. Okay. It seems to me that when you become uh, well-known for whatever it is you do, you understand the power and the impact of what you do and what you say. And I believe a lot of uh, young, famous people would do well to understand and, and learn this so that they can become remarkable. For instance, you don't see Warren, um, 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 Excuse me. You don't. You don't see uh, uh, Warren Buffett uh, disparagingly, flippantly saying things about someone because he understands the impact, and not only for litigious litigious purposes, not because he's you know trying to avoid lawsuit, although he is. But you also start to understand that they are trying hard not to tip the balance of their perception. For the most part, he is very notable very notable. And uh, for him to do certain things would tip him into the notorious or the notoriety section, which would diminish his ability to do what he does. And so they become nuanced where they are able to finesse, you see how I did that, (laughs) Uh, their legacy and their remarkability because it's the remarkability that outlasts. It's the reason why we will continue to talk about the ancients who did things and, you know, moved uh, the world, if you will. So guess what? This is Michelle Spiva. My time is up and I sure do thank you for yours. Just a quick recap. If you want to be remarkable, you need to be memorable. And to do that, you can do it by either being notorious or noticeable. Or no, um, So either you've got notoriety, bad, or notability, bad good. All right. So I hope this has helped you. Please like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. And thank you for supporting us. Uh, Don't forget, you can do that by easily using our Amazon link when you shop Amazon by going to michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ and it'll take you to Amazon. And if you purchase things within a certain amount of time, we may receive a commission and we will appreciate it and continue to use it to get this out to you. So until tomorrow, I'm going to say thank you. This has been your wisdom smack. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of wisdom smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out, like comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping...